Welcome to the Fire Trainers Podcast, part of ConcealedCarry.com Network. This is Season 5, Episode 12, published on May 23rd, 2023. This episode, we'll be talking with Brent Dix about a new instructor course he's developed. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Sit back and relax for this week's episode. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. As a listener to the podcast, you can get 10% off at checkout by entering promo code FTP10. This episode is brought to you by LASR Classic Trainer. Break the 180-degree plane by using LASR to set up a realistic shooting scenario for yourself or with others. Dry fire practice is used by professionals all the time, so why not introduce the benefits of it to your students? Use LASR Classic to reach students who may not have a firearm or when a range is not close. Use LASR to help break students anticipating a shot. Have the students practice engaging multiple targets in their house or place of business. LASR is easy to set up and tear down because all you need is a Windows laptop with a webcam to use it. That allows you to set up anywhere you can take your laptop. The application also works with any laser device from laser cartridges you put in your firearm to dedicate laser trainers. LASR is vendor-owned and operated. Find out more information at lasapp.com and receive a 10% discount for listening to this podcast by using discount code FTP10 at checkout. We bring this podcast support in the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, all the firearm instructors out there in America that dedicate time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Brent Dix from Bravo Tactical. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for taking time again today to talk to our audience. Hey, thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure. No problem at all. Well, hey, you and me have been catching up a little bit before we start the recording here, but for everybody else, can you remind uh, everybody what you do in the 2A community? So, uh, so I travel the country teaching, right? Students, instructors, um, coast to coast, um, and with a high emphasis in instructor development, instructor teaching, helping, helping instructors, um, improve their capabilities so that they can make a bigger impact in the overall two a community. It's almost, really- almost what the podcast is about, you know, because we make better <laughs> instructors, we make uh, better uh, firearm owners out there. So great, great having you on. Well, Hey, Brett, you've got a interesting course coming up or that you've developed, I should say for intermediate instructor program. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about this? Because I think it, it's got some very unique uh, features to it that are very interesting. Great. Yeah. As you know, I got a lot to say about everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, so this is, so uh, Q2 this year, we just launched the certified intermediate firearms instructor course. And the course is, is, is unique in the industry in the CCW sector, as I call it, right. Or the CCW domain, because, I took uh, I took the approach we use in the law enforcement community. So as a law enforcement officer, as a law enforcement trainer for various organizations myself, um, the the approach is far different than CCW. And uh, the that main difference, the main difference is is most courses in the CCW domain are can't what I call canned courses. And that's not a derogatory statement, but it's just a term that I use. It's like a can of Chef Boyardee. You you open the can, you heat and you serve to your students. You know, you get the PowerPoint, you get the course of instruction, you get the range drills. If it's something like an intermediate, they teach you the techniques they want you to use. 
They tell you the time limits in which it's supposed to do. And then you go out and you teach the class. This course takes the law enforcement approach. Um, there's very little curriculum, if any at all. I can't even think of anything in the law enforcement community that is cookie cutter um, to the end user students. Um, usually everything you do has to be um, developed on your own. So some of the key things that we do in the law enforcement courses is curriculum development. There's a lot of development that has to happen with the, with the individual, the instructor themselves, to get them capable to be able to understand all the facets of what they're trying to teach, the skill sets, the, the um, training philosophies, the psychologies, um, and then put that in curriculum development, write it down, individual skill sets, the overall course, and that's what we do in this. And, and, and it's, it's really going... Uh, it, it, it's going to be great. The reason that that is, how did this course, I think we need to look at how this course came out. It, you know, I've been certifying instructors since 2016. Um, I've been teaching um, various things from like defensive tactics, spontaneous knife defense, chemical defense, carbine, patrol rifle carbine, uh, tactical handgun since the late 90s. Okay. And as a security contractor in law enforcement and um, when I got into becoming a, a CCW domain instructor in 2016 and then started teaching um, instructors for USCCA in 2017, um, this is what I saw a problem, right? One of the problems that I saw or concerns that I had personally was, you know, because we're all going to different instructor, quote unquote, development courses. And so when I, when I would honestly ask someone, wow, oh, you went to that instructor development course. Tell me about it. You know, what did you do? Oh, it was great. It was fantastic. We did this. We did that. We did that. We did this. And, and I say, well, cool. Um, what new courses are you going to be writing now that you've done this? Uh, how are you modifying and changing what you're teaching now? And that was literally where the conversation stops with almost everyone, because there's no, most instructor development courses, and we, we have that in law enforcement community too, not instructor certification courses. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about LE instructor development courses. These development courses really end up being shooting classes. You sh so in, in theory, you shouldn't go to an instructor class to an instructor development course and actually, in a sense, get to be a better uh, shooter, you should come out being a better instructor. It's, it's, it's a class that's supposed to make you instruct better, instruct something new, learn new techniques, adult learning methodologies, um, tactics, things like that. And um, the problem is, is, is even in LE side too, those development courses, they just end up being shooting classes. And it's not that you're not learning anything. The easiest thing to do. Yeah, Shoot. I mean, yeah, it's it's in those courses. You predominantly the person that benefits the most is the instructor. But when the instructor that's taking it isn't being taught how that translates into what they're teaching and into what they're offering to, in their own business, then it never impacts the bottom line. The bottom line is revenue. That to me, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Because you know, you could say, oh, I'm not talking about being in it for the money. I'm saying. Revenue is a byproduct of an instructor's impact in the community, because I believe every instructor does this out of a passion to make the 2A community and the CCW domain community better. Revenue is the end result of their efforts and impact 
to the community. That's one measure, right? So um, that I think ultimately at, at the, the big surface, 10,000 foot perspective, that is what makes this program so unique. And, you know, as, as we were writing this program and, and I was, you know, there's a lot of collaboration that I did with a lot of LE um, instructor certification organizations out there in, in its design and implementation. Um, it, it, it became apparent to me too, that even to make it better, what we needed to do was the instructor who's attending the intermediate course, this intermediate certification class, they need to have a content done at the end of class. Mm -hmm. If we can, if we can implement that in the course, and that's exactly what we did. If we can implement the development of their program, theirs, they conceptualize it. They start to design it. We assist them on it. We give them the tools and the knowledge and the ability to put their own program together. By the end of the course, they got the new course or courses that they're going to be offering done. All they got to do is go back, write the description, start putting it up on their website or their Facebook or however they're advertising and marketing it. Start getting the word out and start signing up students because your course is done. And once they go through the process from learning all the things in the classroom that they have to, teaching all the skills and the range drills that they're utilizing in the in the in this course then the refinement that's done and come out with it they've at least gone through the process of writing their course and you know there's there's not just one class that comes out of this right it depends on how long you want to teach how many hours you know does your market usually some markets you know, if you're not running a six to eight hour class, you're, you're really not feeling you're not feeling butts, you know, in, in, in the spots. Um, other other places, if you run more than four hours, nobody signs up. You got to have that flexibility. Mm -hmm. Also, too. Also, too. Um, um, with, with this type of course, the instructor will have the capability to sit there and have a group of people say, hey, we want to take a course. We've done we've done this as a group. We've taken that course as a group. We've trained with this individual as a group, but now we want to go a little bit different or work on some different skills um, or, or our area of operation is different, right? So maybe it's a church security team. Maybe it's actually security officers. Um, can, you, can, you, can you help us? Well, if, you're, if you don't know how to design custom content, it's, it's going to be very difficult to do. Very difficult to achieve. And so, um, but by understanding your students, what their experiences are, you can write a course for that, take them to the range, verify that what they say is true real quickly, right? Going through the skill sets they say they know, making sure that, you know, because you're always going to have to run them through it, right? And run them through those real quick, make sure that they can do those, and then move into your course right away. And, and, that's what this really allows is custom development. And the other thing I think that's really critical about this is this is the ultimate, the ultimate pinnacle of engagement for an instructor, right? Because if all you're doing is teaching canned material, if you know, you can be a really good regurgitator and there's nothing wrong with that. You're still bringing excellent value to the community, but your level of understanding, knowledge, and capabilities are, are limited. 
until you start teaching your own curriculum and ex- and exploring with it and watching students interact with and perform with your own course now you see a whole nother a whole nother avenue a whole nother spectrum of of understanding on yourself with yourself as an instructor mm-hmm. and that translates to you being a much more um dynamic and what i consider an exceptional instructor because what? exceptional instructors can walk into any any range any students and and literally with, with enough experience, you can just walk in, have a hand, have students start running them on some basics, understand where their skills are, and then move them without even having a course written. It's all in your head. Yep, exactly. And, and I think one of the big benefits that I see in developing my own courses over time is you can meet your market demand. And that's just not in time limit. It's also in topic for it. You take something, um, Similar, Scott Jelinski does a great red dot course, but he does red dot course. You can take red dot course. You can marry it with a holster draw class or red dot with a um, extent or close quarter combat type of tactics for it and teach them to where that's not something Scott teaches. Scott tells you right up up front. He doesn't teach tactics. He teaches you how to how to run a red dot uh, sight of gun. And those are the types of things where you take it from the courses you can take from your reading, from your experience, from, uh, from courses you've taken, pull the best parts of it together that you see a need for in the market. And then you can take it and market is a two day course. So one day, a four hour, even a two hour course for somebody to work on just specific, uh, uh, drills that could, that can be very lucrative for an instructor because what can you do in two hours where well, you can fit either multiple ones in on a Saturday, or you could potentially do one every night of the week you know, dur- during the weekdays. And that's all one of those things when it comes to instructor income, instructor uh, reputation and such. If you've got all these courses that can help people that are at different skill levels and help them be able to advance their skill levels, that's a sign of a great instructor. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think you really hit on it when you talked about market too, is differentiation right to differentiate from other competitors if everyone is teaching the same canned courses in the area that can be challenging right and so one way to do that is custom content custom content that's relevant that's um including things that other instructors because they're teaching canned you know what they're doing um they're not they're not covering they're not emphasizing Mm -hmm. um and you're with your custom course yeah you can achieve that and differentiate and, and build that reputation. Reputation is critical. And, and here's uh, some secret sauce for all the instructors out there. Um, you know, I've had several guests on many times talking about constitutional carry, uh, how that goes along, makes it so difficult to co- compete uh, with uh, big box stores that are offering uh, cut rate courses or courses that are all inside and such. Think about this way. If, you t- if you're teaching the same curriculum as the store down the street, then you're going to have to match them toe to toe on price, on convenience, on all those different types of things. But if you take your course and you are saying, well, yeah, we cover the basics, but basics are in the first half of the class. But then we do these additional skills on top of it to make you more prepared for it. The big, the chain stores, guess what? They can't meet you because they've got to worry about, you know, a hundred stores that they've got. 
out there and they want to make sure every one of their structures are teaching, you know, regurgitating the same information to where you can go along and say, this is topics that people are very interested in, but aren't getting in their pistol classes. And all of a sudden you're advertising for it and people are like, okay, I got your course or I got this store course, and but yours does, you know, 50% more than theirs, same cost. And all of a sudden, boom, you've got butts and seats and butts and seats uh, translates over dollars from a yep. instructor standpoint. So that's, that's yep. where you can differentiate yourself and you're, you get known to be an advanced course. And once they're simple marketing, having a customer cost or getting a new customer costs a lot, retaining them, it keeps is a lot cheaper. So why not go along and market the, a, you know, concealed carry 101 class, your style, a, 201 a 301 course 401 and really get people to think about that they are achieving a lot as they go through each one of these courses because they know a this level i can do this this level i can do that and here's even a little bit of secret sauce too maybe you go along and come up with a sticker or you get a patch or coin something along those lines so they've got something tangible to remember from to remember you from it that makes it all worthwhile Yep. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's one of the conversations I've had over the years with people is that, you know, if you're not offering, you know, if you're just offering a concealed carry fundamental course, um, you know, cause we always get those students after the class, Hey, this was great. I want to take more. What else, what else do you have? And if you really don't have much anymore, except what everyone else is teaching, um, you're losing business. Mm-hmm. You, you just are, you know, and so there's another way to think about like, why am I so passionate about, about our curriculum and the approach we've taken is I, I kind of look at it like, you know, you got your like tier one instructors, some of the biggest names in the industry, right. That are teaching concealed carry holders and, and, uh, uh, uh people like that. Um, and then you've got like your tier two, you know, they usually got some operational experience in the military or law enforcement and you know they they teach maybe like 30 courses in a year and they're multi-day classes um they're not they're not as big name as some of the more nationally recognized but definitely regionally they're really they're really teaching a lot and, and taking a bulk but we got all these fantastic concealed carry instructors across the country we need to get them to the tier two level, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, their customers, the majority of their customers um, are not interested in taking a class from um, somebody who shows on a website, let's, you know, who's looks really tactical. He's got all this operational experience. It's kind of intimidating, right? I mean, you know, the dude's all dressed up in full kit, running with an AR, and he's talking about, you know, um, next level pistol course. And, and they, they're like, ah, I, they can't relate to that as much as they can relate to you, the CCW instructor that they came to in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very, to me, it's a very easy sell, right. It, to, to get them to go to the next class because they, they like you, they know you, they relate to you. You're not, you're not in SWAT. You're not an ex Navy SEAL. You're not Delta Force. You're not a Green Beret. Um, you're someone that they connect with. But we got to get people um, to move, instructors to move along to that next level and start filling in the gap with creating more training opportunities for the CCW of people. Because, they, I mean, 
you know, and then of course, you know, those tier twos, they're, they're charging a lot of money. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're very, very priced. I'm, I'm, I'm very competitively priced. I don't want to be um, high, a high priced course. I want to be affordable to the masses. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so taking, helping get the, the CCW instructors to get to fit, start bridging in that chasm that exists, we can actually get more CCW people exposed to better training because most of them, they're not, they're not going to take in, you know, those, those uh, courses from those other, those other instructors, not generally. I'm not, there are some, right. There's a, there's a segment in there, but there's a big segment about 70 to 80% that doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, um, Hey Brent qu- question for you, because I think this is one of the unique things about your course that you can explain to people is you've got a unique format for your class. Can you explain to us how how you run run your intermediary instructor program? Yeah, so focusing, you know, that it's really important for us to have weekends to do this, right? So we're using minimal vacation is we do um we do the the classroom live Zoom. Um, so you're going to get your books, you're going to get all your materials, your uh, your uh, your coursework that's going to help you write your individual basic skill sets. That's going to help you write your range drills. And we're going to go through um, things like defining intermediate firearms training, training philosophies, firearms course design, firearm safety rules versus range safety rules, um, target selection, design, and training objectives, all based in targets. Um, obviously, what would an instructor class be without covering serious injury protocol? We're going to talk about line drills. We're going to talk about, we're going to go deep dive performance-based versus outcome-based. And not just talk about these, but all these things. How do we utilize this knowledge in our curriculum and when we're teaching? And then another great thing that we do is we've partnered with, you know, because I'm an instructor trainer for Human Factors Research Group. We've got um, um, expressed consent to use their training protocols and teach that in this course. And so, which I think it is really critical as a next level of development and understanding for instructors on various instructional methods that are designed to enhance a student's ability to learn survival techniques and increase his or her confidence level and assist them in successful application of techniques. So, um, the things that we talk about in there and that we cover in depth is identifying three variables that affect survival and combat training. There are scientifically proven three specific variables that that affect those types of training. What we do, I mean, we teach people survival skills. We teach people how to save lives at the at ultimum, right? The ultimate, um, how do I say, the, the high risk, the highest, most, not every scenario that occurs out there, every incident that goes down, does it end like this, but we teach people how to, we teach people how to save lives by taking another life at the same time. Those are the most extreme outcomes, right? And, and, and we have to understand not just how adult learners think from a generic standpoint. We also got to understand how do adult learners think and develop when it comes to survival skills, fighting. Mm-hmm. And so other things we talk about are uh, identifying two important elements of survival training, um, instructional methods that enhance the student's ability to learn survival skills quickly, uh, three considerations that create a training environment in which the student has a positive training experience quickly. 
that's key. And uh, simple things like understanding the difference between soft wiring and hard wiring. Right? We, we, we do deep dives in these, which, you know, it's kind of interesting because our USCCA instructor curriculum does, in a sense, address soft wiring, but it doesn't come out and specifically state and explain the difference between soft wiring and hard wiring. There's only so much time you can fill in every instructor course, I think, mm -hmm. has its has its emphasis and what they're trying to focus on. Um, we described three sequential sorry, stages of training, and we talk about stimulus, stimulus response training principles as well. And this, a deep understanding of this allows you to really enhance how you write your curriculum and how you teach it. Because this creates a foundation of what everything else builds upon to make the student more successful. Because if we can make the student more successful, then they're going to have a better experience. If they have a better experience, they're going to a better positive experience, they're going to gain confidence. And one of the things we know, scientifically proven, if we can increase their confidence level, we can increase the probability that they're going to survive a deadly force encounter. We increase their ability because we're lowering, we're lowering the sympathetic nervous system, the activators, right? So let's look at that grossly, right? We look at the inverted U-law, right? As heart rate increases, ability to do complex and fine motor skills deteriorates, right? And it gets to a point where cognitive processing begins to diminish really quickly, starts to diminish really quickly all, all the way down to catastrophic failure, right? Cognitive failure. So the lower, if we look at heart rate as the measure, which there's a lot more to it. That's why I like Dr. Michael Askin's book, Warrior Mindset. He goes much more in depth. Heart rate is just a, a gross, you know kind of th thumb up in the air, eye kind of an alignment mm -hmm. to it. But as if we can keep the heart rate low from uh, fear, right, from not being fear-induced heart rate, then cognitive processing will will be more more available, right? And so that that is really critical. And that's what we try to do on the range. Right with our students. So, and there's a lot of ways in, in which you can do that. So, after we're done talking about all that, then we take a minimum of two week break, and that's where the instructor candidate is writing all their curriculum. They're collaborating with us at uh, Bravo Tactical. Um, we're re doing reviews. We're interjecting, making sure that they're utilizing what what we've discussed and talked and they've learned to do in court in, in class. And then when they come to the two day on another weekend, the two day all on range, they're actually teaching the curriculum, the rest of the students. And then the other instructors are going to give feedback on, the, on what they've taught, how they've taught it, the curriculum design. And then we give more feedback and, and they're making immediate changes to their curriculum. When they get done, with that second day on the range, their curriculum is written. Now, our support doesn't end. Once you've completed this, this or any of our certification courses, you know, collaboration continues to go, right? You're going you're to go out there and you're going to take other instructor development courses. You might go take an end user class with someone and be like, wow, that's really neat. I find that really fascinating. And maybe it's knowledge, maybe it's skill. And you want to bounce it. You want to bounce it off and add it to your curriculum, but you don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should. Um, I got I got some questions. We're here. It's not like where you just go take a class and that's it. You can never get a hold of anybody ever again. No, we're here to continually, to continuously help you 
make your courses better with other knowledge you gain year after year after year in your own training that you're doing outside, exposure that you're getting to students, events that happen when you watch students do certain things. And you start seeing things you never saw before because now you're teaching classes you've never taught. And if you, that's one thing that's really interesting. When you start running next level courses and you have what we call time on gravel, you you start to see things you've never seen before. Then you do it long enough and then you start pre- being able to predict movement before the student even makes the move. Key micro indicators, you're like, oh, wow, they're going to do this. And wow, there they go. They did it. Right. And so it's just that exposure to, analyzing students that really makes things change. And our curriculum should constantly be develop, developing and modifying. It should be a living document that constantly mm-hmm. gets evolved and developed as our experience and capability grows. What, what's your class size, Brent, when you're going along doing this? I got to figure that it, there's got to be. Yeah, right now, I, you know, so, so we just launched it. So I'm, I'm keeping it to 10. Okay. The, the industry standard is 13, 13 to 15. But because there's a there's because here's the key, here's the key thing, any instructor course should have, especially certification, written tests, qualifications, and teachbacks. That doesn't come from me. This comes from a guidance from I what is it? Ilita, Ilefi, Nalefia. I mean all the national. Um, law enforcement instructor organizations in the entire country wrote a document that said, this is the guidance that any instructor course should include, especially certification. Now, if it's not a certified course, then you can forego the written test. But they even have standards on what the test should be. What should it score be? How should it be written? What should it cover? What mm-hmm. percentage of the questions should cover different areas of the topics? What should the teachbacks include? Um, so that's the standard that we've used. And um, so did I answer your question? I'm sorry. Yes, you Can did. Get... Okay, excellent. <laughs> yes, okay. you did. Yeah, and, the, and a couple more questions too. But hey, that, this is really, really interesting, Brent. I can see where they're those instructors that want to take them take their education up a level when they want to go along and take their uh, class offerings that they're offering to their students up a level and become you know more of a you know tier two kind of instructor then Absolutely. you know this is definitely you know something they should look into because it really it will challenge them um, I know you and I took the ILFE uh, fire instructor course before and that pushed uh, me further than what i'd done before and these kind of instructor development courses are definitely very worthwhile unless of course you're just happy going along doing the same course time after time after time and sending your students down to the next guy down the road yeah, and you know who what, has and you know what the, courses yeah there's nothing wrong with that either i mean they're still mm-hmm. having a, a positive impact in the community um, it, it's just, it's just, and here's the, here's the thing that I always say though, is if you don't have anyone in your area running courses, like next level classes, then find an instructor who does bring them into your business, get, get them up, up to speed and, and still have your business offer it. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why, just cause you don't want to teach and, and some people don't, and that's okay. You do what you want to do. You got to be you don't be me. Don't be him. Don't be her. Be you, but there's no reason why your business can't offer the courses. 
and you just have someone else teach the courses for you. And all what you got to do is approach one of the trainers. Um, you know, I talked about Scott Jelinski, um, you know, local range here in Cincinnati, went along and contacted him and he came into town. Now, you know, he's got a six to nine month lead time, but that's where you go along, make the contact and figure out who you want to come in and what you want them to teach, start negotiations. And uh, before you know it, you'll have somebody showing up. I mean, I'd be willing to travel. I know you travel, Brent, and that's just one of those uh, hallmarks. If you're going to be a tier two instructor, you're going to be, you're going to be traveling more than a tier one instructor, but then you're also going along and giving that higher level of education that is, you know, beyond just those entry level classes. Yeah. And, you know, by traveling, even just an hour, even just an hour, you can really expand your business well. And you don't got to be me. You know, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I was in Anaheim, California, right? I mean, I teach Anaheim to Virginia Beach to Texas and Michigan, you know? So, I mean, and I'm in Indiana, but you don't got to be me, right? You got to do you, but you can still offer in your area or even just an out an hour away. Maybe it's two hours away. Once you start exposing yourself to opportunities, and you actually drive an hour, you drive two hours. Next thing you know, you're driving three hours and four hours. And the demand for you gets bigger. And revenue and opportunities grow. And the ability to purchase more equipment. And that takes me to another another great thing that we do about this course. Now, one of the things that I looked at, in even on the LE side, is you know when, when you have traveling certification instructor programs they they usually will ship out targets and stuff beforehand student packets and things and because i've hosted them hosted these instructor courses before but then they don't they ask you what you have they ask hey this is what we need at a minimum and if you don't have it you got to get it right it's up to the host to literally supply it i travel with a one-ton full-size van and a full trailer and we travel with that and we bring Everything you need to run your intermediate courses that you're developing, we let you know what we have so you can find range drills that you want to do. You can modify them once you understand the difference of why do we use steel? When do we use steel? I mean, everyone knows it's fun to shoot at, but there really is a purpose of why we use steel versus paper. Mm -hmm. And um, but I, we, you know, we travel with, you know, uh, 30 portable target stands, eight pack steel targets, various nine pack steel target system, um, uh, VTAC walls, vertical barricades, horizontal barricades, tones, bullhorns, pack timers. Uh, I mean, I could just go on and on and on with all the stuff that we travel with so that you don't have to worry about having it. Right. As because you know, you don't have it yet. Why? Because you're not running those kind of courses yet. But you know, if 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 you have a drill that you pick that you want to run, be, and this drill requires you to use two paper, one steel, and they're there. I mean, they're out there, you know, two paper targets, one steel target, and that you're doing your shooting, you're having, you know, you're gonna have your students do that drill and it's got a shooting sequence. Yeah, you could use three paper, I guess, but there's a reason why you're using steel. There's mm -hmm. a specific training objective and performance objective that that one steel target is there for. And we feel that for your best experience teaching your classes in, in our instructor certification course, you, you need to have that steel there. And, and it's, that's a very expensive thing to do. But also, too, right now, our core, this course is 
is very competitively priced. So, you know, if you compare it to other canned intermediate level courses, they're as high as around $900 for a three-day course instruction. Ours is currently $600. $600 right now for the same, for, for a three-day taught instructor certification class. Um, and we travel with everything that you're going to need. Um, and, and we've got classes booked right now in Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, Tennessee, and down near Amarillo, Texas. And if you're an instructor that you have experience hosting other instructors, so you've hosted and brought in and helped fill classes, then, you know, and, and you're in an area that we want to go teach at, you can always get a hold of me to, we'd be more than happy to set up a host a, agreement with you so you can host us. Um, there's a lot of work. A lot of people don't understand. You know, I get them and they call and I've had, from my own experience, right, when they're hosting me coming in and and they're not doing any legwork at all. And you're like, ah, you don't understand what being a host is like. I didn't realize that people don't understand what it is to be a host. You know, you're getting contact with instructors in your area. You're looking up their websites. You're sending them emails. You're giving them calls. You're talking about the program. You got to help fill the course. I mean, that's, that's what you do, right, to mm -hmm. help the entire area of instructors move up to that next level. And I've done it. I've done it with, you know, uh, what, two or three years ago, I, I brought in, uh, no, for two years in a row, I brought in Chris Costa. And the first year I brought him in, he, he does like 24 students in a class. And we sold out the first one. So he booked another three days after and we sold three quarters of that one. But it, it's a lot of work. You know, I got to I got to get out there and I got to push. I got to make it known. I got to people like, yeah, hey, that's great. I want to sign up. Is that it? Are you just done? No, you got to give them a call back when they haven't signed up. Right? You know, mm -hmm. and it's like three weeks out. You're like, hey, I thought you said you were going to sign up. I mean, there is work. And that's why you get a free spot in the course. Yep. You know, it, it's not really free. You're you're having to do some work. So, it, you know, um, if you don't have time for that, though. That's great. Maybe you know the other instructor in your area who has hosted courses. And so you don't want to travel to come to one, one of the courses. You know, you don't want to travel to one of the ones that we got hosted right now. You can always get someone in your area and ask them to host it if they have experience. And then you can take it locally, right, to help, you know, to help yourself with uh, some costs. But um, it, it's a very dynamic uh, new program in the industry. You know, and I love what every, every, and I'm not cer certainly not knocking any other instructor development program out there because I attend them too. Right. But I, I was looking at, at um, Tom Givens recently, which I want to take Tom Givens, some of Tom Givens stuff. I really do. I really respect that man and what he's done for the industry. Um, you know, he's, he's, um, he's a hard charging pioneer. And, um, but to get to the level, where you are now being taught how to write curriculum in his program, that is the third instructor. You got a beginning, like a first level instructor certification course, a second level. And then when you get the third one, now he starts covering curriculum development. And that's okay. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that to me, I'm like, wow, that's, that's a long way. Well, I want to go through his program to understand why is he doing that? Why is it so? Mm -hmm. Why is it nine days worth of training before you're finally getting to? Uh, I'm I'm sure it's because he really covers a lot. I've talked to some people that have went, and um, and it sounds like a, a good program. But this 
there your learning will never stop so um but this program is designed to take you from teaching concealed carry fundamental courses to in 3 days now you're 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 launching next level classes we got to get them teaching not just taking courses and taking courses and taking courses and taking courses and never actually launching anything to help the community, the CCW community. And I agree. Definitely yep. agree. Well, hey, Brett. Except how we're going to have the biggest impact, right, Rob? Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Well, hey, we've been asking all our guests this season to name a place or event that they think that 2A people should uh, go visit or do. Can you name one for our listeners? I could think of a thousand. I mean, no, just a top it just, one. It, I, yeah, I guess it just depends on what you want to do. So, um, so there's an organization out there, right? Rob, you and I did it. We went to uh, London, Ohio. We did the uh, five day long LE instructor certification course through ILFE, the International Association of Law Enforcement Firearms Instructors. So next year, I am actually teaching for them in that that class that five-day-long LE instructor school, um, and I'm bringing it to Indiana, so we're going to host it in Gas City. Uh, really, it's Jonesboro, Indiana, but it's right near Gas City um, in May of next year. It's not up on their website yet because that's kind of still far out, but I'll actually be teaching that course, and just like the one when I got a hold of you, right, you found out about it. My goal is is always is to get a, a good percentage of those people in that course that are from the CCW domain instructors because they will let non-law enforcement current certified CCW instructors from a national organization like NRA, USCCA come in and take that course. And it's going to be challenging. It's going to be very challenging because it's all from a law enforcement perspective, which I mean, it makes, it makes some of the deliverables that you have to do challenging, but uh, the great thing is I'll be there to help you through it because I understand the CCW community so well, right? So in the evenings, there'll be opportunities where, you know, we'll go to restaurants. We'll, I'm going to rent an Airbnb house. So there'll be, you know, living room for everybody to come back to that needs help. Like, cause one of the deliverables you have to do that they're asking is find, uh, pick a shooting that happened recently in your jurisdiction, write a classroom component about like a debrief on the shooting that occurred and then arrange drill that's relevant to it. Well, that's kind of hard to do if you're not a cop, and, you know, so, but we can help you. I will help you with that. And you did it, Rob. Yeah, you did it's, it. It's, we had, it's very we had like, worthwhile. Very worthwhile to go six, through. We had six uh, USCCA instructors that are not in law enforcement go to that course and successfully pass. So it was, um, you know, and, and it's very good exposure, right? And, very and, good exposure. And I would say it's good both ways because it's good for the, uh, CCW instructors to go along and see what, see what law enforcement's learning, uh, for it and what's behind their training. And it's also good from the law enforcement side, I think, because there were a lot of law enforcement we, when we took it there, there were a SWAT team there and yeah. they went, went along and they could see just how good of instructors that the civilians were. I mean, we could, we shot 
just as well as they did. We taught just as well as they did. And we brought a different perspective to it to where I think we both, both groups of uh, instructors came out with new respect for the, for the other group, because it was um, five days and you're working closely together during that whole time. You realize that there isn't a whole lot of difference between being, being a law enforcement, being a civilian protector. Yeah. I mean, running the gun is the same, right? Uh, use of force can be different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because in you're law still dealing with can... adults and you got to apply the adult learning theory and then you got to say, okay, yep. why, why are we doing this? So yep. that, that was, that's a great suggestion there, Brent. Appreciate it. Well, Brent, where can people find out more about the course you're talking about or other courses you might be teaching in the future? Okay. So great. So you can go to my website. I have two UR, you know, two URLs to get there. So one is instructorbravo.com or bravotacticalinc.com. Um, the, uh, you can find out about it there. You can also, and, and I really, I'm really pushing this this year, um, doing a YouTube video a week that is going to be, um, really focused on giving nuggets of information to the instructor, right? Especially stuff from our curriculum, um, YouTube channel, Bravo tactical, um, go there. You can watch some videos. I actually talk with other instructors about the program. Uh, the host from Texas, um, I, 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 you know, we did a we did a short video on him hosting the course up at the uh, NRA convention this year in Indianapolis at the USCCA booth. <clears throat> um, I've got some other videos on. Uh, you you were talking about it before we got on the call here. The um, um, imposing various standards, right? So that's a brand new mm-hmm. video I just put out last Saturday. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to be doing some videos on, um, red dot as well. Um, other training philosophies, things, but so you can go there, you can find me there. And you know what? I am so easily accessible. You can just call me 812-900-2521. I'm open 24 seven. My phone is with me all the time. Doesn't matter what I'm doing. I answer the phone. So um, you can. So again, the website. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, you can also see we're going to be posting a lot more on the instructor USCCA instructor Facebook forum as well. Um, and I'll put these and, into uh, the show notes for those people that might not yeah. catch them the first time or drive and can't ride and drive at the same time. Not that you should do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Brent. Great, uh, Brett. That's uh, great information. Um, your instruct- intermediate instructor program sounds like it could really help a lot of uh, beginner, beginning instructors as well as the experienced instructors who want to take their game to the next level. Without absolutely. A doubt. So, yeah. thanks again for your time, and uh, we will see you on the range. Hey, thanks a lot. You have a great night. That's a wrap for this episode, and I hope you share it with your friends, and I hope you check out Brent's new course. Sounds interesting. If you have a topic, person you think I should talk to, even if that's yourself, email me your suggestions at FTP at concealedcarry.com. Always looking for interesting topics and interesting people to pass on to other instructors around the nation. Also, check out the other Concealed Carry podcasts that are out there. And I hope to see you at the Guardian Conference on September 15th through the 17th out in Oklahoma City. should be a great event with a lot of great instructors. You can also leave us comments, Facebook, on our website, Fire Trainer Podcast. And I'll get back to you on it. Always looking for feedback from from other instructors and listeners that are out there. Also, remember on our website, you can go along and search previous episodes of our podcast. 
we're into our fifth season now, and we've got a quite a good library of topics for marketing all the way to uh, teaching uh, various groups and how to engage different segments of our student population. Remember, visit our sponsors, especially the Farm Trainers Association, FTAProtect.com, and check out their instructor insurance. Establishing your business was your first step. Next step should be making sure you get coverage with the FTA. Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. We bring this podcast support in the industry. Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that keeps time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe out there, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.